And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET10. And thank you for listening. Hi, John. Hey, how are you How's doing? How's it going? It's going good. Where are you? I'm in San Diego. I'm at home. I'm in the the home studio talking to you. What neighborhood are you in? I know San Diego. Dude, I don't want to reveal that. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're in your studio. You <laughs> should have told me you're in your studio. <laughs> I live in South Park, which is usually, you know, people think of the cartoon. Um, <laughs> Does South Park have a sign? No, it doesn't have yeah. one of the cool big old signs. It's one of those um, areas that I believe was, was the neighborhood that was, I don't know. I mean, it's in the Thomas Brothers. I don't know how far back those go in terms of like defining neighborhoods. But it seems to me that like as a kid, no one ever talked about South Park in this in this area. It seemed right. to be something that kind of was probably brought back um, to, to kind of 
differentiate it from uh, other other parts of San Diego. How's the uh, the vaccinated vibe in San Diego? You know, it's I don't know. I don't ever leave the house that much. It unfortunately, when I do, you know, San Diego. I love San Diego. I love the city so much, but there is kind of this unfortunate kind of I don't know. OC kind of feel that you get with the unvaccinated, you know, at least that's yeah. what I, that's the vibe that I, I get. And you do see that, but you know, what are you going to do? Just stay away, you know? Um, right. And you know, you can't really tell at this point who's vaccinated, who's not. Cause everyone's just kind of losing their minds partying like yeah. Mardi Gras, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a good but, point. but I'm really enjoying like seeing friends again, you know, the prospect of, playing shows that's not really at my doorstep right now it will be mm-hmm. soon probably sooner mm-hmm. than i want it to be but i am happy to hopefully play music again someday because at right. the height of of the darkness uh you know there was times when it was like well that's it i guess i'm done yeah <laughs> real quick speaking of oc you reminded me i played a show three months ago atop of a hotel in Huntington Beach. And when we were leaving, we were getting in the elevator and we're all masked and we're all just waiting. We're trying to get in the car as fast as possible. And this big dude comes up to us and goes, not wearing a mask. And he's like, who the fuck are you guys? And as those people he was with were like, this is the band that just played. And he was like, they're all fucking mask heroes. And which is like, like okay, I guess I, you can't really get offended, even though it's meant to be <laughs> offensive, I guess. But it's hard to get offended by it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, not all of OC is like that, but... No, but a, a lot. <laughs> a yeah. lot. It is strange how these, the, like, white suburbia somehow feels that they have been wronged in some way, you know? That they are at a disadvantage. It It is really just alarming and yeah it's funny but it's like it's too close to home to really laugh at it you know right what you um what did you do in the darkness well you know i hung out with my kid a lot uh you know him not going to school me not going to work you know we played lots of ping pong played lots of ping pong with my girlfriend um a lot of ping pong uh, we played ping pong <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, I, I managed to write some music, you know, I, I'm not real. I've always, I've never considered myself kind of like a bluesman, meaning like I'm not the kind of person that thrives artistically in depression. <laughs> you know, I'm not like, right. oh, what, you know, I, I've hit hard times and, but yeah, it's going to give me this wealth of, you know, material to draw from and and uh, create music. I'm not like that. Like I, I'm firing on all cylinders when I'm really stoked on everything. I'm really happy. Yeah. Things are going good. And that's what puts me in a good headspace to be creative. So I, I guess I, I was afraid for a long period of time, months and months, uh, financially stressed. Uh, friends of my, my parents, friends of the family, people were dying. I had a, had a, someone a friend my my age die yeah. and it was just like fear 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 you know and i was just really afraid to do anything and then i think i just kind of got numb to it and realized well hey i have everything i need here to to be happy you know yeah. uh, my son and my girlfriend and lots of guitars and amps and 
means to uh, record them and friends that I can kind of trade ideas back and forth. So, um, yeah, kind of started a band in in COVID times and did a, some recording. And that was great. Yeah, it was cool. Did this band with uh, Rob Crow called Plosives, and uh, Adam Willard plays drums on it. Jordan Clark oh, plays bass. And, yeah, we, we, we did spend one day together in a studio. It was the, the only time that we actually all were in the same room and just trying to bang out as much as we could and then went back and kind of, you know, scratched at it amongst ourselves and uh, finally turned it in a couple weeks ago. So that mm-hmm. means it should be coming out in the next three years or so. <laughs> it's so crazy. All this backlog of, of vinyl. Yeah. It's really frustrating. Kind of makes me fucking angry, actually, because it's like all the major labels, they destroyed all their presses. And now it's like, you know, they're getting their records made at the same place that people like me, you know? And it's right. like, well, <laughs> it's not really equipped to do that kind of volume, you know, especially with... You got your whatever, you know, 30 LP Springsteen box set or whatever. And it's just like, you're just, I just, you know, not much of a priority when I'm getting like, hey, I just want 300 of, of the seven <laughs> inch, you know. It's God, like, yeah. Uh, so. I never even thought about that. God, I mean, the millions of supply chain stories, that's the closest one to home for me. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird dynamic. You know, I'm happy that records, you know, when they say our records are coming back. Well, they're not. Obviously, they're not coming back because we remember how important they were. That was, you know, that was the medium that the music was on. But it's great to see that it's not going anywhere. It's still here and and people still dig it. You know, I am old fashioned in the sense that it just doesn't really feel like it's a, a an actual record unless there's some kind of physical kind of copy of it, something that you can tangible that you can hold and and. It has less to do with like the commerce of selling. It has more to do with just the actual thing, something to refer to that's that you can touch. You know, here it is. And, you know, a body of music, just having it, um, oh, you know, kind of like so that you can kind of, you know, sequence it in a way that you, how you want to present it to people. Whereas, you know, streaming, you, you can kind of do that. But the way things are just kind of so mishmashed and, you know, Spotify, which I do use, it's such a terrible uh, custodian. For, of the music there's no information they should do so much of they should do a way better job in, in handling music it really is it's a responsibility that needs to be on their on their shoulders i mean i think people need to hold them more accountable because if that's all there's going to be then it needs to be better when something's reissued and you see this record you know like a, a beatles reissue and it says the day that came out it's like you know, 2020. It's like, no, that record's not from 2020. <laughs> yeah. They should say when it was released originally, you know, things yeah. like that. It, and, and liner notes and all those things, the people who, you know, make the records and all, all that stuff's important, I believe. And it'd be great to see them value the actual art as opposed to just kind of peddling it and trying to like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I do use it, but right. Um, how it relates to records, it's kind of kind of shitty because you put out a record and you can kind of choose the way you want people to kind of experience it. Once you put it up online, people can just jump around, which is great. It's fine. But, you know, a lot of bands and artists put thought into that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm not saying it's super precious, but it is, you know, it is part of the process. So, And also, you know, ones and zeros are a very efficient 
medium to present information. So, that, you know, there's no shortage of it's not like we're talking about, uh, you know, the jacket of your record has to have the writing on it to save some dough. We're talking about ones and zeros. It can pile on as much right. info it's, as you it's, want. It's really simple. Yeah. And to uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah, there reissue. should be like record bios, you know, for everything, you know. Did you pick up any good or bad habits over the pandemic that you can't shake or that you don't want to shake? No, not really. I mean, just sloth. I picked up that. Um, um, and that will be hard to shake because now it's like now that things are starting to kind of move forward, it's like it's not that I'm lazy. It just is because I truly am still skeptical and I don't want to be the canary in the coal mine and get out there and kind of just, you know, be the first one, let others do it first and see how it goes. Or is it because I've been so accustomed to kind of not moving that much that now I'm somewhat like agoraphobic or something? I mean, I think that that's ex obviously an exaggeration, but, but like, you know, you just get used to that's get used to being in that kind of that rut a little bit. So, you know, I think it's a little bit of both to tell you the truth. You know, I don't want to be the first one out there. I do as with anybody, all my friends who play music, you know, we're all fucking broke and, um, it would be great to have work. It'd be great to, to play shows. It'd be great. You know, the people that I play with, the, those are my best friends. And so it'd be great just to hang out with my best friends and, and travel around and doing what we love to do. But, um, I don't know. It's like, I just, I kind of want like, let other people figure it out first, but then, and then you look at like, well, maybe now's the perfect time because later on in the year it's going to be shittier. So do it now when you can, you know, and just all this stuff. Um, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I tend to think that things won't close down again. And that doesn't mean I don't think that they should. It just, I just think that there's kind of no going back. I think people are so kind of empowered and that, they try to kind of do it again people are just going to say hell no and by people i don't mean everybody but i think there's going to be a large group of people who are just going to kind of kind of you know just kind of chalk it up to hey I, this is what i need to do i need to survive i need to eat you know yeah I need to work it, it may be a larger and or more diverse group of people just being like i can't fucking do this right i was talking to a uh another rock and roller the other day who's going on tour, a big tour, arena tour. And we were just talking about whether, you know, if if it gets really bad again, it's going to be more difficult to shut down a gigantic tour. Everyone's going to look at each other and be like, okay, well, this variant isn't making people as sick. And uh, obviously the money involved in shutting down something like that. As you said, I think people are just going to, move forward and yeah and then you're like gonna that. have different states with different reactions you know so yeah. that's gonna confuse matters too you know it's like yeah we got a tour of florida and texas <laughs> i know my my first tour date is in florida three shows <laughs> yeah well i mean it's you know i mean have you thought about it like you guys are busting it you guys are a pod you know in the sense that it seems like that's the way to do it if you can do it that way, you know? It's like you can be, you know, playing larger venues or you can just kind of 
I mean, I would shine sound checks. That that's just me. I, I hate them to begin with. But yeah, just just like get in and get the <laughs> fuck out and buy the merch online, so poor guy doesn't have to st- talk to people <laughs> <laughs> spitting in his face all night. Oh long. man. <laughs> I mean, that might be the origin of COVID to someone buying merch. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. It's not a wet market. It's, it's literally <laughs> like, yeah, someone buying a T-shirt. <laughs> you think we're going to be changed forever by this? Well, I mean, forever is like, I mean, I'm, you know, 52. So how long's forever for me? I don't know. Um, right. I'll, I'll be changed forever. Um, this, this won't last forever in the sense that even though we'll probably be around forever eventually they'll find better ways to uh, not only vaccinate but to treat and you know i don't know if it but if it'll ever be eradicated though but what do i know i know nothing you know but that's just my my assumption uh yeah things will never be back to normal i mean i think masks are just part of the thing now they kind of already were to a certain degree i mean we'd wear them on planes every once in a while and you know traveling around the world you see how other people will kind of wear a mask when they're not feeling well uh, to protect other people Um, something that we just don't get over here but uh yeah so i think masks are here to stay and who knows there might be some kind of silver lining in the sense that we we wipe out i don't know things that aren't as dangerous we might be able to wipe out the regular flu or something like that but we're left with covid who knows but uh yeah, things aren't things aren't going to be the same for um, for a, for a very long time. Yeah, I was slightly leaning towards. Oh, we're just going to jump back in the in the fire of American culture and just keep doing what we're doing. And then I've had a couple personal experiences, which has completely negated that notion. Uh, the one most recent is I went on a camping trip two weeks ago with my kid and a bunch of other kids there was a cold mm-hmm. little kids with colds they're all little like under 12 except for two of them i got that cold covid tests at campsites uh-huh. you know I, I was all negative you know it, weird a weird situation and um i had to come to rehearsal and i've been rehearsing with a mask on and my the most stressful thing for me was like, guys, I don't have COVID, and I flew down here too. I felt weird making people nervous that, you know, like I was coughing a little bit on the plane. And I, it, what a weird world yeah, now. It's, it's like, so stressful. <laughs> it's like, and I didn't want to say anything like the person sitting next to me on the plane. Don't worry. I don't have COVID because that means... Yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah, don't worry. I'm, I don't have COVID means you have COVID. <laughs> Yeah, I sneezed the other day at the grocery <laughs> store, and it's like, it's like, oh man, people just right. look at you, and it's like, I get it. I would probably be the same person, just like, cut that person's head off. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. You know, what are you gonna do? It's like, it's we're all just doing the best we can. Some are just doing a, doing a lot better than what other people are doing. But um, I think you know. None of us are doctors. And even like I went and saw the doctor the other day for for um, to get like a, a vaccination, a, a shingles vaccination. And and we talked a lot about about 
coronavirus and where it could possibly be going and, you know, have some opportunity to do some playing in, in September and what should I be doing and, and do you recommend it? Do you, and, and she doesn't know either. She's just like, do what you're comfortable doing, you know, just like do mm-hmm. it, do it, you know, and wear a mask, you know. Right. Do you find yourself doing any live streaming or any no. version of that you know, on this? You know, or good, watch any? I did watch this band Meat Wave from Chicago, uh, a concert to no one. And I like those guys a lot and I and I love their music and I and their friends and I enjoyed watching it because I like them, you know, and it was good to see them playing. But for the most part I look at these live streams and they're just so whack. It's like, man, that ain't what it's about. I get it. Just trying to do something, you know, can't really do anything else. I don't fault anyone for, for doing it whatsoever. But, you know, we talked about it a bit. Rick and I talked about it and I was actually not really trying to talk him into the idea, but just like, Hey, you know, I know we both don't like, you know, doing these kind of things, but there's, could there be something? <laughs> and after like mulling it over for a little bit, we were both just like, nah, it is just isn't the same, you know, it's, and, yeah. um, it's, it's not gratifying, you know? And, and then, you know, the bands, you know, hot snakes, two guys live on the East coast, so they would have to get out here. And so it's, it, yeah. I mean, I carved a lot of tiki's and I played a lot of ping pong. And I played a lot of guitar and I listened to a lot of records and and uh, kind of hunkered down. You mentioned maybe September. Do you have any tours scheduled for any any of well, your outfits? Uh, Hot Snakes, we're hoping to do something on New Year's Eve in Long Beach. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's confirmed or not, but I know we want to try to make that happen. But Again, we're, we're, you know, we kind of reserve the right to like bail out at the last minute if it just seems like a, a bad idea. So, um, yeah. we'll just see where things are at. I mean, if I, if there was something like that to happen, you know, tomorrow, I would feel pretty good about saying yes to it. But yeah, even then I would right. have to wake up tomorrow and then kind of <laughs> look outside and see what things were like. But, uh, but it's kind of like the whole thing with the pressing plants because now every band hasn't played for a year and a half. And so it's impossible to get dates right now. You know, talking to Andrew who, who books uh, uh, Hot Snakes and, who, and Rocket from the Crypt and we'll be booking plosives when we start playing shows. He's like, yeah, let's get some dates. August. We're like, ooh, that's pretty soon. He's like, August 2022. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be a, a, an adjustment. We'll see how things go. They're going to always change. And, you know, I'm always knocking on wood with cross fingers, hoping for the best. <laughs> and and we'll just see. You know, as things change, you just got to be able to kind of roll with it but i do think it's really important to make plans you know in my my instagram feed i'm seeing my friends uh playing shows and djing parties and doing this and yeah i'm not totally ready for it but uh i like to see it you know and and it's good to see right well um you sent me a few songs um they're all fantastic what thanks uh that's that's a record. It's called Swami John Reese. It's a record I did 
with uh, Jason Corkunis playing drums, who plays in the Hot Snakes, and uh, uh, Chris Prescott, who played in, in Tanner, San Diego band, as well played played in Pimback, um, lots of bands. Uh, he also actually toured with uh, with Rocket for a while. He played drums on a song, and then I just had a bunch of other friends come in and help um, singing backups. And uh, oh, my friend uh, Joey uh, plays piano on it. There's a lot of piano on the record. I kind of wanted to do something that was acoustic guitar and piano forward. You know, the songs were written on acoustic guitar with piano in mind, and slowly by the end of the record to kind of <laughs> kind of turn into something different but uh, it's funny i i can hear the acoustic and i want yeah let's talk about that because i man the acoustic is prominent in my ears at least on all these songs yeah i really i really wanted it to be you know acoustic kind of like um i like a lot of like the kind of 60s kind of, I guess you would call it like folk punk. It's not really punk or folk, but it's just kind of like 60s kind of aggressive rock and roll. But it has like somewhat of a Dylan influence in, in the the chords and in the, in the, the acoustic guitar. Uh, I was really listening to a lot of that stuff. And then obviously, you know, stuff like the Kinks as well, where there's tons of acoustic guitar. And yeah, it was just kind of, it seemed like a concept and I got really inspired and the songs just kind of started writing themselves. Well, I want to play uh, "Ride the Wild." Does that sound sound cool? Yeah, "Ride the Wild Night." That's that's the name of the album. This is the title track. The title track, "Ride yeah. the Wild Night." I yeah said yeah. "Ride the Wild" instead. That's a Descendant <laughs> song. It's bullshit on my part. Sorry. I've never um, heard them. All right, their new band, San Francisco. All right, here we go.
tune. Thank you. Killer. So you recorded that over the pandemic. How did you? No, do no, I recorded the... that before. Oh, uh, you did. Yeah, I recorded it here at the at my house. Did it on the eight track, and then um, uh, uh, Ben Moore, who I do a lot of recording with, helped me record the vocals and and some other things and some other overdubs. And then, uh, yeah, it was all mixed and done prior to the pandemic, and then turned it in the very beginning of the pandemic to. For, um, and yeah, and there it's just kind of been, you know, it's, it really is like an any day now it will be out. <laughs> I just don't know when, but it's been like that for the last year. You know, we had a, I had a tour booked. I put a band together to play the songs yeah. and, um, you know, obviously got canceled. So hopefully we'll be able to circle back around cause I'm really stoked on it. And, um, I mean, I don't think it sounds worlds different from other things I've done, but it, it feels different enough that, um, you know, it just seems fresh. And it's really fun to play those songs. And I really like the, the band that I'm playing with. They're great. I listened to most of your, I take that back. I listen to all of your bands and projects. It It is distinctly different. And for me, it's that acoustic guitar. Like it jumped out. I listened to it on my phone, which, you know, acoustic guitar frequency would probably stick out a little bit more. But I, I mean, that is the one one thing that's like, oh man, this is it's cool, and I always like acoustic guitar as a percussive instrument in a, tra yeah. in a rock and roll track. Anyways, yeah, yeah, I dig it too. It's just a hard thing to do live. I've haven't yeah. figured out a way to get that sound because you know when I record it, I put a mic up to the hole, and there you go. And yeah. you can't really do that live. I've I've kind of experimented with a couple different things, and it just just doesn't sound very good to me and I want it to be easy you know I want to be able to kind of control it too I don't want to you know put it in the hands of the sound engineer so are you going to try to to play live with acoustic well I kind of abandoned it because uh it just was kind of not sounding it just wasn't cutting through and what did cut through just sounded like a rat kind of trapped in a in a in a tin box you know just yeah just like a washboard or something yeah. you know and i hate that new country kind of sound for the acoustic guitar where it's just a lot of bottom a lot of real brilliance on the top you know i really like mid-range in 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 any kind of instrument drums you know bass guitars i really like mid-range and uh it's it's hard to get that in the acoustic guitar, so I tried a couple different um, I I tried a couple different pickups. I tried a couple different kind of preampy things, you know, and then yeah. I tried a couple kind of EQ things and then into an amp that just that just sounded like an electric guitar though. It didn't really didn't have the acoustics in. And then oh, and I tried even this acoustic simulator, which is something you play with like an electric guitar through, it, and uh -huh. that sounded really like hokey, you know. Um, so yeah, I wasn't really able to get anything that sounded great. So just playing a clean, you know, my Les Paul kind of on the rhythm pickup and playing it kind of clean, uh, that, that seemed to be kind of the best that I can come up with, which is kind of what I do for everything. Anyways, I always just use pretty much use the rhythm pickup on everything. Anyways, I think it's safe to say that it is impossible to use it an acoustic guitar and a, like a medium to loud volume rock band it just is there's no solution to it yeah yeah i don't yeah i i can't say that i've ever heard one that impressed me i mean when we did the tour with uh night marchers with 
Moss Mouse. I mean, I thought that was actually a pretty good sound that that guy got out of that that uh, the Yamaha that he played. I thought yeah. I thought that was good, but the music is sparse. You know, there's space, there's room for it, and even though this is acoustic guitar and piano, it's still like, you know, the kick drum's going da 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 the whole fucking time. There's not any space. There's no room for anything to breathe, and that's kind of the way the songs are, though. You know, that's how I wanted it. So right. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Everything's everything's really competing especially when everything's like has mid-range turned all the way up and it's all going <laughs> da 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 the whole time. So so you said you were um you listened to a ton of records over yeah. the uh, pandemic. Did any what what's what's new to you that you're psyched on? There's you know, there's still so much older music that I'm finding out about, especially just songs, you know, 45s and just great songs. Uh, I was DJing a lot just for myself at home and just, I would come in and just kind of start DJing. And then, and then I, I tried to kind of go to like, you know, put it on, you know, Instagram live. And then I kept getting like shut down. Cause I guess there's some algorithm that's listening, making sure that you're not using copyrighted music. So, you know, I get it why these things are there. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it's super cheesy. It seems like for informational purposes, you know, playing a song and sharing music with someone, you know, and no one's monetizing it. I mean, if anyone's monetizing it, I guess it would be um, Instagram who's, you know, uh, selling the ads or whatever, or selling your information, whatever the fuck they do. But um, yeah, so I would just DJ a lot and uh, yeah, just discover um, records that I had and kind of fall back in love with some some records and uh yeah, that kind of thing. I, I I like a I'm really into like late fifties to like mid sixties rhythm and blues stuff. Stuff that has like a cool beat. I, I, I like, you know, I really dig horn sections, but I really like the songs where it's like there's no horns and just guitar guitar driven uh, R and B, you know, and soul music that's of that era. Uh, and then yeah, you know, a lot of punk stuff and that you would expect and you know, old favorites you know, listen to the flaming groovies pretty much every day. And <laughs> music definitely saved me that and, 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 and hanging out with my, my, my kid and ping pong. Those are the three things definitely, definitely helped. Well, what are you looking forward to? It sounds like, you know, some shows, what are you looking forward to in the next year ish? Um, yeah. Hot snakes finishing our record. Hopefully we'll finish it. We started a record before the pandemic. We got like halfway through. We had this whole like master plan to like put out the record kind of not in its entirety, but like kind of like put out singles leading up to the record, like physical, you know, seven inches, 45. Yeah. And just kind of doing like four of them and then putting out the record right after that. And we got up to two and then. Um, everything shut down. So I think we're going to just scrap that idea and just go back to the drawing board and finish the record and just kind of, kind of just put it out. It seems like who knows, who knows what the future has in store, if we'll be able to consistently tour. Cause for all the bands I'm in, I mean, we could pretty much just play somewhere kind of once and then you go away. You're kind of expected to go away for like a year or two before you come back. So that means 
you kind of have to just go everywhere and play everywhere if it's just going to be once. So hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll see Europe. I want to get over there and play, but hopefully just things look better than they do now uh, next year. Plosive's record coming out hopefully around March of next year. So hopefully, you know, got that. And then the Swami John Reese record that you played the song from, I don't think there'll be much fanfare around that because there won't really be a tour. I just want to kind of get it out at this point and just, you know, just keep making records with my friends and putting them out. And hopefully, I mean, if things continue to kind of be shitty we can always just like i have a pa so i think we can just like cruise around and play outside you know pass the hat around i mean that wouldn't be the worst thing it really wouldn't um it'd be something great idea yeah i mean you'd have to contend with you know noise complaints and then and whatnot but you know i think you can kind of figure it out to the point where you could have a pretty good average of, of, of having shows happen. So, yeah, that's a great idea. Well, thanks for talking to me for a little bit. It's been great to talk to you, dude. It's been great hanging out with you. I wish, uh, looking forward to doing it in person and yeah, I miss you, man. And I wish you the best. Good luck on your tour. And maybe someday we'll jam together. That would be a dream. Oh man. Okay. One quick side note. I don't know if you remember, but a long time ago, I had, asked you if you'd give me guitar lessons and you said why in so many words which i would say (laughs) if someone asked me to give them drum lessons but over the pandemic i thought several times maybe this is the time to actually pin him down and get like a weekly schedule I don't know what I would do. I would probably ask you some specific things and then maybe some specific song things should have done it. Anytime. Well, would you have done it? Like, of course I would have, yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally fuck. would have done it. That would have been... I'm bummed that you didn't do it. It would have been fun. I blew it. Now we have to have another plague. Yeah. Well, there'll be one. Don't worry. Okay. And we'll Thank do you. it then. <laughs> All right, great. All right. Um, well, I hope to see you soon when I'm down there on tour. Indeed. Yeah, I hope to see All you right. soon as well. All right, Joe, you take it easy, man. Thanks, bye.